0: Welcome today to Kingdom Concepts. We invite you to come and be a part of this fabulous program that we're going to be sharing with you today. Amen. We are so blessed to be able to have you as our audience. We're blessed to have a studio audience today. Let me hear you. (laughs) We got our faithful team that's here. Amen. Our desire is to make a mark in your life that cannot be erased. We want to impart something into you through these programs that help strengthen you and empower you for the purpose that God has created your life for. So if you haven't already, we'd love for you to like and subscribe to our Kingdom Concepts program. That way, every Monday... The new episodes that are released will go right to you, and you'll be able to start your week on a very high positive Mm. note. Amen? So we would love for you to be a part of that. And then also, if you've been enjoying this program, send us a line. Amen? Send us a message. Let us know how this program has been helping you. I'm in the studio with my beautiful wife, Mm -hmm. and uh, man, God has been good.
1: Yes, He has. Every day. Every all day, the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking to you guys about purpose this month and about faithfulness. I told you last episode, and if you haven't seen it, you guys can go back and these are all, yes. uh, you know, there for your enjoyment. But we talked about um, discussing three things that mm-hmm. cause people to be unfaithful. Yes, and uh, you're going to want to grab your Bible. You're going you're going to want to grab a notebook and take some some notes. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to cut to the chase. Amen. Three of the biggest things, and like you had said, there's so much more than yes. three, but these are three of the major things that I have witnessed that are the biggest things that keep people mm-hmm. from being faithful, whether it's in their marriages, you know, ministry, work, you name it. Mm-hmm. These are the three top areas. The first one is selfishness, <laughs> the second one is sin, and the third one. Is deception, and we're going to break each one of these things down right now.
1: Well, well, those three things probably encompass every other reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's good.
0: Yeah, they splinter into a lot of different areas. So let's start by reading um, Luke chapter nine, and we're going to read verse fifty-seven through sixty-two. Amen. And, And this is some powerful stuff that you're going to receive right now. I'm telling you, this right here just lit me up as as I was preparing this. Um, so, why don't you go ahead and read that, my love.
1: 57 to what? 58? 62. What?
0: 57 to 62.
1: Okay. Do you want it in the Amplified? Do you want it in the...
0: I think James is fine. Or Amplified, whatever.
1: Okay. Because sometimes it just sounds better in a different. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said, said unto him, Foxes have holes. And birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lie his head.
0: Go ahead and read down to 62.
1: Oh, sorry. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my... Home at my house, and Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hands to the plow and looking back is fit to the kingdom of God.
0: You know what what's so amazing about just these few verses of this interaction that Jesus had with these different individuals, you know, every one of them had a reason why they couldn't be faithful to him now. Mm -hmm. And the thing that every one of them said was, Me first. Oh yes. Me first. Mm-hmm. Selfishness is the one of the biggest things that I've seen that has kept people from being faithful. Mm-hmm. They put themselves in, 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 you know, in in a, in a marriage or a relationship. Um, we know that marriage is death to independent living. It's you preferring yes. your spouse yes. before yourself.
1: You're so good at
0: that, baby. Amen. God's helped me. Um, but you know, it's amazing though how selfishness will always cause you to put you before everything and everybody. Mm. It's like you're the most important part of every conversation. You're, what happens to you is more important than what happens to others, That's you right. know. Your time is more important to you than than how you get off your time to others. And right here Jesus he he's teaching about discipleship and every one of these individuals, you know, They explained to him why they cannot follow him now, why they can't be faithful right now. And every single one of them said, me first. Mm -hmm. And so selfishness is one of the key things that keeps people from being faithful. Over in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, this is a portion of scripture you and I know very well. You know, Jesus says this. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need in mm-hmm. this life mm-hmm. will be added to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's one thing, you know, to keep it very simple when it comes to especially your relationship with God, I'm telling you, the simplest thing I can tell you is this: is seek God first. That's right. If you seek Him first, everything in your life will come into alignment, amen, with His will. Everything will come into alignment. With your assignment, amen, to where you'll always find yourself in the perfect place at the perfect time doing the right things at the right moment when you're faithful to putting God first. But anytime we put ourselves or anything else or anybody else before God, that's an idol.
1: Well, selfishness, it really comes back to what benefits me. Mm -hmm. What is a benefit to me? Uh, when you see a person that is selfish, a person that uh, basically only needs you when they can get something for them because what you have benefits them. Mm-hmm. What they can get from you benefits them. That's selfishness. Self, it, yeah. if, if you know all of a sudden they needed you and then, all, then they don't anymore, it's because whatever you were offering to them, they don't need it anymore. They found somebody else to give it to them or they don't value what you have to offer or the kind of person you are because it doesn't benefit them. And selfishness always puts their well because it's selfishness obviously, but selfishness always puts their feelings, their thoughts, mm. their emotions are always at the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's a control thing. You know, to control yeah. every area of your life is a selfish move. It really is. Yeah. Because it benefits you and if if uh, this this outcome or this conversation, or this trip, or this event, or whatever it may be doesn't benefit you, um, then I don't want to do it. You know, that's selfishness. And, yeah. and selfishness usually just goes hand-in-hand hand with, um, just really goes hand-in-hand hand with just being mean. It really just does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> selfishness is original sin. Yes. You know, it was, it was man putting himself before God, before God's command, you know, don't eat from this tree, and they did. And, you know, and and you're right. You said something a lot of times, you know, things change because of people's feelings and faithfulness. Being faithful has nothing to do with how you feel. But what I've learned is that when people, when they're entertaining selfishness and and you'd be surprised at how many people, if you ask them, are you a selfish person? They'd say, absolutely not, you know, but at the same time, you'd see, the actions of the people say something else. Like I can't, you know, being involved in ministry, you and I have been serving in ministry since we got saved. I mean, we've been involved in ministry since 1992. Mm-hmm. And I can say this, that I, I can see selfishness, especially when it comes to things changing. You know, it's like I've seen people quit doing ministry because, you know, uh, you, 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 you move their, their ministry to a different room. And they quit because, you know what, they wanted that room they had. Or, you know, they're serving in your ministry and you tell them, okay, uh, you know, like in youth ministry, we're going to quit selling nachos and we're going to start, you know, giving the kids hot dogs. And they get mad and quit because, you know, it it was their nachos. And, you know, (laughs) and you get people that they become territorial. And that's selfishness. That's, That's not discipleship. That's not a servant's heart. A servant's heart, you know, is the heart of the master, Jesus Christ, Where he always preferred others before himself. And one of the things that you had just mentioned was you know, people that are looking out for, for, instead of a marriage, instead of seeing what you can put into the marriage, they're only looking at what they can get out of it. Instead of putting themselves into a ministry, they're only looking, what do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, those people, selfishness will cause you to be an opportunist, Mm -hmm. where faithfulness is always looking for an opportunity amen, to benefit somebody mm-hmm. else.
1: I always like what you say about ministry and how how a great way to see things to not be selfish is when you tell your leaders, um, you know, you, you, you always talk about having a football and that that football is your football. Yeah, it's my ball. That's your ball. That's your football. But you're giving it to them so that they could run with it, that so they can run with it, and the minute that they start deciding what they want to do with that ball, how it's supposed to run, that it's it sees being your football, your ministry, and all of a sudden it's what they want to do and how they want to yeah. do it and how how um, they like this or they like that and they don't like this or they don't like that. Well, it doesn't matter. You've got my football and you're going to play with my football how you how I said, you know. Yeah. And and I think that if we realize that ministry. And stewardship is mm. not about ourselves; yeah. it's about God. It's a get to. It's a get to. Not a have to. Yep.
0: And you know, and, and the thing that you also find with that is that, again, um, selfishness can it can show up subtly. You know, it, it, it'll you know Satan can get you to step into, it and you don't even realize you're being selfish. Uh, and again, it, you see it played out in in how people you know, how their commitments change. Mm-hmm. It's like in our ministry, man, we let people know in any ministry they get involved with, there's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a commitment for how long, because some ministries we require longer commitment, yes. you know, like when you're working with children or mm-hmm. teens, because they form strong relationships and we don't want people just bouncing in and out. We want consistency. Worship team, there's a stronger commitment. But then we have other ministries where, hey, you know, it's a it's a it's a six month commitment. It's a year commitment, usually a year commitment. You know, and we just ask be faithful for that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can see sometimes how people's hearts start changing and, um, and then they start having problems. But yet they knew the commitment before they even got involved in the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like the commitment was always there. And the question you have to ask yourself when things change is, did the commitment change or did your interpretation of the commitment change? Mm-hmm. Is it about what the ministry required or is it now about what you required? Mm-hmm. The difference is selfishness, Mm -hmm. because that will cause you to start becoming unfaithful to your ministry. And worst case scenarios, it'll cause you to resent it because it's not being done your way. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's not your ball...
1: You need to run with it how you you, you want us to run with it. Amen. There's a lot of times, you know, where there's a ministry and that, you know, me and you co-pastor. We're we're pastors. If you're you're watching this and you don't know, we pastor a church um, in Visalia, California. But we co-pastor. There's different, there's people that are uh, pastors Mm -hmm. and then their wife is is the pastor's wife you know there's people that um pastor like me and you and we co-pastor we are pastors together but in the you know in the big scope of things if there's a situation or an area of ministry that you don't like the way it's being handled or you don't like uh how it's being done i'm gonna change it because that's what you want want me to do Mm -hmm. you know because it's your football we're just playing with it you know yeah and you
0: know and We want
1: us to win the Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) For Jesus, amen? That's right. All right, now let's talk about the second thing that keeps people from being faithful. The second thing is sin, and this is a huge one. Dun,
1: dun, dun. That's the truth.
0: Sin causes separation. Sin will cause you to... To sever yourself from so many different things, uh, sin separates you from God. Mm-hmm. Sin separates you from the plan of God, the will of God. It'll separate you from the people of God, the purpose yes. of God. I mean, sin is so nasty. It means it's an Anglo-Saxon word that means to miss the mark. It was mm-hmm. a, a term that was used when uh, archers, and back, you know, back way back when. They would shoot at a target, and they'd have in a field. They'd have a trench and a target there, a bullseye, and they would shoot an arrow at it. And if they missed the mark, there'd be this crazy guy out there hiding behind the target, target waving a flag, and he would yell sin, sin, which means you missed the mark. And that's what sin will do. It will cause you to miss the mark when it comes to God's best, Amen, and being faithful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want you guys to turn in your Bibles, Amen, to Jeremiah. Chapter 5, verse 25. And if you can read that out of the Amplified, that, that'd okay. be amazing, babe.
1: It says, your iniquities have turned these blessings away, and your sins have kept good harvests from you.
0: Look at this.
1: Why don't people realize that when something good is not happening, and there's a harvest that is supposed to come to you, how come they don't, oh, you know, they don't look at themselves. They look at every other reason. No, you need to look at yourself. You mm, need to figure out. First, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Or I know for me when if something's not going right or something's not uh, going the way I want it to, mm. I'm going to examine my heart. I'm going to say I'm going to check myself. I'm going to examine every area of my life. If I find no sin there, there's no sin there. God's not pricking my heart about sin then I know, okay, this scripture about my iniquities are keeping a heart from me, it doesn't apply to me because I have no sin in my life. So there's another reason. Mm -hmm. There's something that's happening. But when you are walking in sin and there is no abundant harvest, Mm -hmm. you can't be oblivious to why. Mm. There's nothing happening in your life. There's sin in your life. You need to get this, you know, get the hell out of your life. <laughs> yeah, you know? get it out. Yeah, you do.
0: But isn't it amazing at how many people, when it comes to, again, the Bible says the curse doesn't come without a cause. Yeah. It's like there's always a, a root to the fruit. And it is amazing how, you know, you'll have people that they know they're not doing right. Now, there's a difference between. You know, you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passing away and everything becomes new because we're all works in progress. There's a difference between uh, old things passing away and you still practicing sin. To practice means you keep doing it over and over again intentionally um, instead of it dying out. And so what I've learned is you have people... they they, they want to complain about the water in their boat, but they don't want to fix the hole that they've created. That's true. You know what I'm saying they don't like the circumstances that they're, that they're experiencing, but they're not dealing with the source of it. It's like deal with the hole in your boat. Don't complain about the water if you put a hole in your That's boat. That's right. And then you got folks that are upset. Oh, who's in your boat? Oh, now that's a whole other message. Who's let's let's not go boat? there. you got to throw the Jonas out of your life. That's Let right. me tell you something. Can I get an amen in the studio audience?
1: Amen. Amen. you got to get
0: rid of those Jonas, man. I'm telling you, you got some storms in your life that you have not created. It's the company that you keep. Come on. Mic drop. That was free. <laughs> um, but getting back to this, here's the other thing. You know, you got some folks that they want to complain about what they're experiencing. And they'll come to you and say, man, I need prayer. I need prayer. This is happening. That's happening. But they won't tell you uh, that their rent, they can't pay their bills. They're going to get evicted. Stuff's being repossessed. But they won't tell you, well, I've been robbing God. I don't tithe. I've been stealing the tithe from the Lord. They won't tell you that, that they've opened their lives to the curse. They won't tell you that. Or they'll say, I don't know why we're always, we're always having marital issues. And they won't tell you it's because you're socking your wife at home or you're beating your husband up. You know, <laughs> they won't tell you that stuff. It's like, I don't know why my wife doesn't yeah. trust me. And they won't tell you because you've had five affairs. You know, It's like there's, there's root to the fruit. But here's the other thing is you got some folks that are upset um, because they're not reaping the rewards of work they didn't do.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's it's like they the want truth. the
0: benefits of something that they haven't put in the work to receive and yet they're upset because they're, they're not reaping it.
1: It's like when you get on the scale every Monday morning and it didn't move. Mm. And it didn't move every Monday morning. You sit on that scale and you're, you stand on that scale and it didn't move. And then you stand there and you're like, I can't believe it didn't move. And then all of a sudden there's a Rolodex going on in your brain of everything that you did last week to make sure that that scale didn't move. Yeah. You, you, you know you, you do a Rolodex, well... I still ate the same thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't exercise. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't do this. I did that scale's not gonna change if you don't do something different. Yeah. And then that feeling when you get on the scale and it's dropping and you're like and then you roll a deck oh I didn't eat that, I didn't do that, I exercised I've been doing this, mm-hmm. I've been doing that. And it's just a different feeling. Yeah. It's an amazing satisfaction of knowing that you're getting the
0: mark. Yeah. There's rewards that you experience through faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing is that when you are in sin, Mm -hmm. willfully sinning, again, it says right here, your iniquities have turned blessings away. It's like Mm. blessings. God's sending blessings to you, but sin separates you from receiving what God has prepared. And and, and again, he says right here, your sins have kept good harvest from you. Mm. You have some folks that are experiencing harvests of grace. It's like God's giving you this, even though you don't deserve this. He's giving you grace. He's he's taking care of you because he loves you. But it's not intentional. It's not you being intentional, receiving intentional harvest mm-hmm. to worry. You're sowing knowing, I'm going to reap this, yeah. you know. And faithfulness will cause you to have, you know, uh, an intended harvest. Mm-hmm. You'll experience intended blessings. It's like it doesn't surprise you because that's the reward for faithfulness. Right. But when you're in sin, it's like, man, you're causing good things to not come to you because mm-hmm. of that iniquity. So sin is a huge, huge thing. And mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. You have to come to a place where you don't tolerate it, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Well, not only are you don't tolerate it, but you don't expect it to be in your life. Mm-hmm. There, there comes a time in your life where you just know. I, you know, we were, uh, t- you were sharing with a person this week about how the moment that you got saved, the, the minute that you got saved, the moment I got saved happened for us the same, but, you know, separate times. The minute that I got saved, I have not sat down to drink alcohol yeah. in thirty-two years. Mm. Thirty-two years. Yeah, thirty-two years. I was just think about Hallelujah. that, thank Jesus. That I have not willfully, you know, sat there to drink
0: or I, use drugs
1: or use drugs or use, or use drugs at all.
0: We got set free. We
1: got set free that day of salvation. We, yeah, yeah, that day that we got set. We got set free, set free miraculously, and we were talking to somebody, and they were saying how. Uh, for them, it wasn't that easy. It took, you know, they got saved, they made a decision, and then they it, they worked it out, you know. But that wasn't the same in another area for us. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was constantly still cussing. You know, mm-hmm. I would cuss, and I would know I shouldn't, you know, and I I would uh, you know cuss and and know I shouldn't cuss, and then I would do it again, and I was just mm-hmm. like, but I was working out my salvation. I was working yeah. to myself to the place were sinned because to me that was sin it was dying out yeah to me that was sin to me to have a curse out of the same mouth that was blessing the lord was a sin it was like (laughs) sin to me and i remember the i remember and you remember this day too that the day that that i made a decision i will never cuss again Mm -hmm. another day in my life and that was um you know i look back on it now and (laughs) when we think about those things it was that first year and a half that we got saved. That oh, God was yeah. just pruning we were fresh everything. fresh out of sin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fresh out of sin. Joshi was just born, and you know we we were in the house, and and me and you got in an argument, mm-hmm. and you walked outside, um, and you walked outside when I was talking. Mm-hmm. It's like I was I, I am Mexican. I had things to say. Mm-hmm. You know there was a lot of things to say, and so I remember I walked outside to cuss you out. And I walked outside to cussed you out, everything you have to say. You turned around and cussed me out. And then we heard the mower for our neighbor next door. The guy that we had been witnessing—yeah, witnessing—to destroyed to, witness, witness destroyed <laughs> witnessing and witnessing and witnessing to come to church because oh my gosh, God is so good. Yeah. And then I remember you just looked at me, and the look on your face—it you just were so ashamed. And I remember just feeling like, I cannot believe that happened. And I walked back inside, and you followed me inside, and it was just like, we forgot what we were arguing yep. about. And all of a sudden, it was, that will never happen again. Yeah. And it didn't. And it didn't. Yeah. Never, not not one time since then. Yeah,
0: sin, sin cost you. It costs yeah. you. Uh, so much. Yeah. It, it but just, it was a choice it, yeah. not to sin like yeah. that anymore that yeah. day. It was and the third thing that really destroys faithfulness is, um, deception. Mm. And I'm telling you right now, just here's some homework for you. Read Matthew chapter 24, read the whole chapter. Amen. When you get time, it's Jesus speaking about the day that we are living in, especially right now. The number one thing he said in these last days that people are going to get snared in is deception because deception, I'm telling you it, it, it causes so much damage to people's faithfulness, to so many different things. I think one of the greatest examples that you can find in the Bible on what deception, how it destroys faithfulness, is found over in the, the book of Genesis. When you read about the, the prior to the fall of man and the fall of man, um, Genesis chapter 2, uh, and I'd say read verses 7 through verse 25, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to explain what happened. You know what? God put them in a garden. He gave them a purpose. They were to, to tend to the garden, to, to take care of it. And the moment they disobeyed God, first thing that happened was their relationship with the Lord was altered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of them walking with God in the cool of the evening, the Bible says that they hid from God. Mm. So notice it'll, when you entertain deception, it'll, alter and, and and begin to uh, destroy divine connections yeah. your relationship with God your relationship with your pastors or leaders your relationship with godly brothers and sisters that you have called friend or brother you know what I'm saying or sister it'll 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 first sever those things the next thing that you'll see that it does is it begins to sever you from the leadership, Adam and Eve, you know, yeah. they cover themselves before they were transparent. The Bible says they were naked and they were shame. Now they're covering themselves from each other. So it begins to, to, to have an effect on the transparency that mm-hmm. you have as a couple. You know what I'm saying? Because now faithfulness has been changed. And the third thing that you read that deception did when they entertained it, when they broke faithfulness, was the work that they did mm-hmm. in the garden ceased. They could no longer stay in the garden Sin and deception cause them to have to leave the garden and Mm. go into the curse. So I'm telling you, deception will attack your faithfulness to where it'll affect your relationship here, your relationship with others, and it'll always cause you to pull yourself out Mm. of ministry. I'm telling you, this is stuff that we see happen so much. And so it's important, amen, that you protect yourself, amen? Amen. From sin, amen, from selfishness.
1: That's a big one.
0: Amen. These are all huge. And and deception because, you know.
1: I don't think selfish people know that they're selfish.
0: Yeah. Just ask your friends (laughs) if you have any. That's true. Just kidding. Maybe not. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys being here, man. It's been some great stuff yeah, we've been that. talking about. I pray that you've enjoyed this. If you have, like it, share it. And again, man, we'd love for you to subscribe and so that way we can pour more stuff into you like we did today. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you guys again here on Kingdom Concepts.